Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. The game. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com. Yeah, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. This is Warriors Wrap-Up, Whitey Gleason and Ryan Covey. We said on Warriors Live, Ryan, we could very well see an offensive show tonight, but who saw this coming? Warriors 131, Cavs 112. The Warriors snap a 10-game road losing streak. Let me clean up the mess I made on Warriors Live. It's a, They snapped a 10-game road losing streak. They hadn't lost in a row in Cleveland, to the point you made. But anyway, the Warriors <laughs> back. On the winning road track tonight, everything offensively clicking, clicking, clicking. Yeah, fun night, huh? And and much needed. I, I believe uh, we prognosticated a big Warrior victory on uh, on Warriors Live. I just wanted to throw that out there. I feel like we saw this coming a mile away. The Warriors just went out and did our bidding, so we appreciate that. Uh, the Warriors hit 18 of 35 threes, 51.4%. They tied a team record. With 10 threes in that third quarter, they outscored the Cavs in that third quarter, 44-19. to 19. Last time they had uh, 10 threes in a quarter, January of 2019, way back when, uh, when they had 10 threes and it was a 51-point quarter against the Nuggets. I remember that. Draymond, you said Draymond was going to have a triple-double. Yeah, you were wrong. But still, I think he did have a nice game with 16 assists. Yeah, 16 dimes for Draymond, yet another game of double-digit assists. God, Draymond, there's nobody like him in the NBA playing that point forward role at times just as a facilitator. He's so fun to watch play when he's engaged, and, and tonight was one of those nights. This this team needed something to feel good about, and, and props to Draymond for ostensibly leading the charge. Yeah, and I'm not calling anybody out, but, you know, this year when we're trying to figure out what the Warriors are going to do, what they should do, we invariably hear from time to time from people, not all people, but some people say, you know what, Draymond doesn't do it for me. Ah, boy, they need to trade Draymond. But tonight was an example of why the Warriors, we we have no reason to think that they are even considering trading Draymond Green. When the Warriors, of course not. When the Warriors have had their complement of players, including Draymond Green, they've been to five straight NBA Finals and won three titles. So lest we not lose sight of that, Whitey Gleason. All right. Draymond Green. I was just working with a guy Thursday who said something about it. You know, he doesn't score enough for somebody who makes that much money. I can't remember who that was. That but. moron Ryan Covey. <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, 39 assists for the Warriors tonight. That's a new season high. And the beautiful thing about that is that it really indicates that this offense is clicking. And you have what? We have how many guys in double figures tonight? Seven, Seven. Warriors in double figures. Another sign that the offense is working. And I'll tell you what. D'Angelo Russell, 
19 points on 14 shots tonight. What's not to like about that? 6 of 11 beyond the arc. Yeah, D'Angelo is feeling it, and this is what he can do. Is I mean, really, he's one of the more combustible players around the league. Like, when he works up a nice lather and starts to get into a groove, he's one of those guys, heat check, Go ahead, do your thing, right? Mm -hmm. And especially on a team like this where there's only so much scoring to go around, it's like, D'Lo, if you're feeling it tonight, you go, baby, you go. Right. I said on Warriors Live, I said, hey, he could have a big game tonight. He had a very solid game. He didn't have a big game, which I think speaks to the fact that he's playing within this offense. And, of course, as a team, they had a huge night, uh, 53.3% from the floor, 51.4% beyond the arc for the Warriors, and as I mentioned, 39 assists. In a 131-112 thrashing of a Cavaliers team that uh, the Cavs look like an all-star team tonight. They didn't guard anybody. They were just awful tonight. And, you know, it, you got this kid Garland, Winston Garland's kid. I was looking forward to watching Darius Garland play. And, you know, I know they've got some young pieces. You mix that in with the veterans, Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. But Kevin Love could never be confused for an adequate defender on his best day, except that one time he locked up Steph at the worst possible time ever. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Just, let me You're rip right. that Band-Aid off right quick. But You're other right. than that, I mean, th- this Cla- uh, Cavs team has totally melted it. How do you let this Warriors team come into your house and not just beat you, beat the brakes off you. The Warriors hit 18 threes tonight. Uh, two words, Kaz. It's called perimeter defense. They played none. You know that coming into the second half, start of the third quarter, the Cavs are feeling pretty good, right? It's like, ah, oh, they went on a little run there, uh, but it's what, 61-59, and then the Warriors ended up, that was that 9-0 run was just part of a 17-0 run they went on a 28 to 4 run and by the time the Cavaliers even realized where they were again that game was over yeah absolutely and it was nice to see that the Warriors that kind of reminded us of uh you know the your uh, your older brother's Warriors if you will Whitey from the last five years and uh you know something good to feel uh, you know something to hang your hat on and feel pretty good about on this road trip and you, know, you look at the games coming up they got some winnable games uh around the corner and wizards I, coming up yeah Nets. absolutely so maybe you get a little something going and, and don't worry for all you folks out there say whoa 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 don't win what about that top pick oh, they still got point. a couple of game buffer can we do we have time to look at the reverse standings or do that later Whichever you'd rather. We can look at it now and later if you want. Can we do it now? Yeah, go can ahead. Can we look at it? Yeah. All right. Well, I, mean, I thought you had him up earlier. That's yeah, why I do. The Warriors. Yeah, you go ahead. 11-39 and 39 right now with the win. Cleveland 13-37. and 37. So the Warriors two games you, you worse do the math. than Cleveland. Atlanta, and let's see. I know they were losing tonight. I don't know if we have an update on their score, if this is updated here. I know they're losing tonight. Because they are next. Atlanta lost 123 to 100 to the Dallas, the Luka Doncic less Mavs. Still beat them by okay. 23. So they have 13 wins, and then you have the Knicks at 14 and 36. The Knicks won tonight. Minnesota they won lost at again. Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Good so looking out, Knicks. Golden State uh, is two games worse than the Cavs. So if you really want to be jaded about it, you could suggest, well, that's great. And they hurt themselves in the upside down standings. But you got to win some games. Yeah, no, they they needed this and and they got it. Uh, especially for guys like Glenn Robinson the third, who could be on the trading block. What a night for GR3. You know, he's on a one-year deal, veteran minimum. Uh, again, it's kind of in the same situation as Marquise Chris, right? Like, 
you would imagine uh, maybe he's earned a bigger contract, maybe not much more than the veteran minimum. And, hey, he could be a candidate to stay here potentially. Uh, so you want to definitely keep that in mind when teams come a-knocking. Uh, but, hey, nice game for uh, for Glenn Robinson the third. And if you are thinking about trading him, this only helps his trade yeah. value. Now, if you could keep only one, I know there's a lot of factors, but let's just uh, oversimplify it. GR3 or Alec Burks next year, which one would you choose? GR3. I, I think, think I would, would too. Yeah, yeah. He a little more defensive versatility. Been, yes, yeah. he's been guarding the other team's best defender, shooting the ball really well. Three out of five tonight uh, beyond the arc for GR3. And let's not forget Kavon Looney. The numbers were nothing to write home about except for the fact that he played. Kavon Looney was on the floor tonight. And uh, let's see, 12 and a half minutes. He did have uh, three offensive rebounds, but whew, that's a relief. But Kavon Looney, obviously, if you saw the game, you saw him. Struggling a little bit here and there. He still has a long way to go, but it's tremendous that he was back on the floor. Yeah, and if you missed this on uh, Warriors Live, the, the team gave Kavon a standing ovation tonight. Everybody stand up and cheered when they found out that Kavon was going to be back in the lineup. Universally loved in that Dubs locker room. Pretty soft-spoken cat. Uh, has worked his rear end off. It's been a real tough year for him. I'll throw a little nugget at you. Yeah. Golden State Warriors, three-game winning streak when Kavon Looney is dressed and ready to play for Steve Kerr. That's tremendous. Hang I'll on give, to that for I'll me. I'll give you a little nugget. You say that when the Warriors found out Looney was going to play, they all applauded. That is exactly the opposite of what happened with our crew when I told them, uh, John Diggins is out, Covey is going to be in. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of that. How are you guys feeling about that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Some long faces. Mauser thumbed down, and, uh, yeah, Alex is looking at me like I just kicked his cat. Sorry no, we, about we, that. We appreciate your coming in yeah. uh, tonight. By the way, this is just my sixth hour of radio today. It's no problem, Whitey. It's my, it's my great pleasure. To be with you. Well, you you know, some pitchers, they need a lot of work to be at their best. <laughs> Take you behind the glass here. I'm, I'm in here throwing the football, and Whitey's like in a catcher stance, you know, calling balls and strikes. He's squeezing me. I'm painting the corner I, with the football. He's like, ball three. Ball. Yeah, it's terrible. You got to prove to me that you can you can throw us. I would have got I would have got thrown out of the game so fast. Yeah. Uh, so Kavon Looney, uh, I think uh, the uh, dirty work dub of the game today. Everybody who played for the Warriors, you could look at uh, their box score and what they did. Everybody, I'm frankly, other than Jordan Poole, everybody who played, you could say, wow, they did something really nice tonight. And Poole, you know, they won, so, but he was one for four. He did make one three pointer. So, okay, everybody who played, you could say, you know, gold star for you. I don't want to be your dirty dub no more. Damian right. Lee, I've heard a lot of people around here lately suggesting that, well, why did they give, yeah, I like it. I like it. Right. Yeah, little Steely Dan, everybody. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I've heard people suggesting Damian Lee, why did they give him that contract? He was 8 of 11 tonight for 18 points. All right. Good for Damian Lee. Nice game for him. Uh, It pays to be a member of the family. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Oh, shots fired. Wow. Nice game for uh, for D. Lee tonight. Still trying to figure out, uh, you know, what his strength is, Whitey? I mean, what's the upside for you with a guy like Damian Lee? He's versatile, and he's a good shooter. If he can make shots, he's going to be a very valuable player. Yeah, they, they do need wing scoring. You're right. Um, and I, I think, you know, even backcourt scoring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, fair enough. I just... My, I, I'm just flat out stealing Butcher Boy Joe Shasky's take here, but it's spot on and it resonated with me. Who was beating down Damian Lee's door to give him a contract? That's all I'm saying. Like, did you really need to give Damian Lee a contract? Did you need to do that? Well, I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but I think that uh, I, I don't think the Warriors 
are too encumbered by too many guarantees down the road. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair In fact, enough. I think the third year from the – I don't think there are any guarantees at all, and I think next year's $600,000. So it's a nice reward for a guy who's done a lot for them. And as you know, he went to the G League this year, two-way deal. Hey, I'll take that if, you know, you promise when something comes up. You know, they had a handshake agreement, apparently, and the Warriors honored that. And anyway, he has had some big games this year, and he had a nice game tonight. Uh, what happened was Cleveland – they're really a great matchup for the Warriors right now. Yeah. They're a great matchup for a lot of teams, frankly. <laughs> yeah, right? they don't they've have any bigs. Any, yeah, they've yeah. lost him. That's it. That's it. They have nothing in the middle defensively. And That said, Marquise Chris really embracing the starting center role. And Amari Spellman, a nice bounce back night after having uh, struggled in the first two games of this trip. To your point, Cleveland doesn't really have much in the middle, so you can't get too excited about it. But Marquise Chris... And Omari Spellman both played very well tonight. Yeah, since getting back into the Warriors lineup, uh, and in particular the last, what, seven games, Marquise Crispin in double figures in six of them, and just really found a nice groove. I mean, in the month of January, ended up shooting 60% from the floor. Uh, was 5 of 11 tonight, but a totally serviceable game for him. And oh, yeah. He's getting involved all across. I mean, tonight we saw the shot-blocking prowess as well. What, he blocked three shots? I think it was maybe four. So he was very, yeah, four block shots for Marquise Chris tonight, so he was very active down in the paint as well. And, hey, look, you, uh, say what you want about Willie Cauley-Stein. He was a big man on this team, and now he's no longer here. So uh, those minutes are going to need to be filled and, uh, you know, at least to whatever you want to call it, play out the string this year. But, hey, let's remember, Marquise Chris was an eighth overall pick. He's got a ton of athleticism. There was reason to believe that this guy, you know, when the Phoenix Suns drafted him, they thought this is going to be, a, you know, a, a regular rotation guy. cornerstone they yeah, were hoping. a top ten player in an NBA draft you're hoping is going to be a starter and you hope the potential all-star caliber. So uh, there's definitely something there. It's just going to be a matter of getting that potential out of him. And he's 22. I don't know. I don't need him as my center at six nine, but still a nice little player. And uh, you know, he can play the four a little bit. And you know, if you go small, fine. Put him at the five. But I think Marquise Chris in a perfect world could be you know kind of a, a scoring four. It's really impressive what he's done this year. It's a great story. A guy who was uh, just about on the scrap heap had one last chance to prove that he could make it in the NBA, and he's proven he's an NBA player. We mentioned on Warriors Live, and this, of course, is Warriors Wrap-Up, Ryan Covey and Whitey Gleason. We mentioned that um, last couple games on this road trip, three of the Warriors' young players that they're really uh, counting on for bigger things down the road, they had all struggled. Spellman was one, Poole one, and Eric Paschal. Spellman tonight, 22 minutes, hit four of eight, one of three beyond the arc. Uh, He had five rebounds, 12 points for Amari Spellman, a really nice bounce-back game for him. Yeah, um, Jordan Poole, as we said, he made his only three-pointer, the only three-pointer he took tonight, otherwise didn't shoot well. But how about Eric Paschal? 16 points tonight on only eight shots in 22 minutes. Yeah, we call that high efficiency. Yeah, they were so efficient tonight. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they shot 53%. Now, of course you got to be mindful of the opposition. But right now when you're the Golden State Warriors, I don't care who it was against. They It happened in an NBA game, and you got it done. So that's where the bar's at right now. Bravo to them. Game number 50 and uh, got their 11th win tonight. Yeah. So, nice work. And you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HD1, San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. And on Warriors Wrap-Up, we are basking in the afterglow of the Warriors 131 to 112 thrashing of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Whitey and I, before the show, we were going through, uh, what was the name of that website, Whitey, where we were given the uh, the draft? Uh, oh, tankathon.com. Yeah, tankathon.com. We were hanging out, and you can simulate the lottery, right, based on the current standings. And 
Unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors, like seriously, we did it. I, I think I did it, what, four or five times in a row, and the Warriors landed on the fifth pick which is the lowest they can go they were like locked in on that five seed right if you're interested at all in in the lottery where the warriors end up with the reverse standings it's uh you got to check out tankathon.com they update it daily it's an excellent site it's a simulated lottery for you know who cares except you're right it's like well they're fifth 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 it seemed to defy the odds how often they came up fifth in the simulated lottery but you know when you think about it that's what the nba is trying to do with um you know the uh Hashtag no tanking? Well, yeah. The way they have adjusted the the lottery here, where even if you have the worst record, you have a 14% chance of getting the uh, first pick. Do you You're, like that? Uh, see, I just don't think it works. I think teams are still tanking, right? So I, I don't think it's uh, it's really worked. Lottery reform, to me, it hasn't. And, and then, you know, you do want the worst teams to get the best picks, right? Yeah, and it's still just an attractive enough proposition. Yes. Like, if a team's hot garbage, you know, that's their best hope anyway, is that they might win the lottery. Whatever the percentages, percentages be damned, get me in there, get my ping pong balls in there, and as yes. many as possible, please. Uh, we'll take our chances with that as opposed to building through free agency and player development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're going to reform the lottery, I just hope that the reforms work. And it doesn't look like it's worked to me because teams figure 14% chance. That's not great, but I still would have the best chance. So, huh, I think we'll have to see how this uh, all comes out in the wash. I'm not a big fan of the lottery reform. I, I'm i old school. I would just play it out by record. And I guess you can't do that either, but I would prefer that to what we have now. So we were talking the other day. It's interesting. You, you're talking about Jordan Poole and – he already got sent down once, actually played well in Santa Cruz, and then since he's been back up, hasn't been great. And you had the concern, Whitey, that if you sent him back down again, it might be crushing to his confidence as opposed to just keeping him around here to continue to struggle. Is that, did I, do I remember that correctly? Yeah, and obviously there's a lot to that that we're not privy to, but they sent him down for a few games. I have to think for a first-round pick, and he appears to be a prideful player. Um, that had to be tough for him, and then you bring him back up, he's shooting better. Then to send him down again... I'm just wondering if perhaps one of the reasons they don't want to do that is because it it would really be a blow to his confidence. At this point, that's what it is, right? How do we restore or preserve his confidence? I just – how do you preserve his confidence? Like, get him playing better. And if that's going to be beating up or whatever, having success against inferior competition at the G League for a prolonged period, and you mentioned he's a prideful guy, maybe – he needs to be humbled just a little bit because, you know, I I don't think that this is working by any stretch. So I don't know how many favors you're doing him. I know you only have so many options. It's either this or the G League or, you know, you cut your losses, which obviously isn't going to happen this season. So uh, I, I just feel like he'd be better served playing down in the G League, having success. He could play more minutes down there. He could be a, you know, a starter, obviously, and play, you know, yeah. good 35, you know, 30 minutes a night or more. Uh, that I think that'd be in, in Jordan Poole's best interest. I don't see how much he's helping you right now and you've got plenty of guys that can fill that role anyway uh and especially once Steph gets back I mean I know he's a two but still you you just have more backcourt I know Evans can play both positions so um I I just think for Jordan Poole's if there's going to be anything salvaged from this kid uh which obviously it's still too early but 
uh, I'm not expecting much. I don't have a good feeling about this, and I don't think you're doing him any favors by running him out there against NBA competition every night. It's a fair point. I have not heard, unless I've missed something, I haven't heard any official suggestion from Steve Kerr that the team's thinking about doing that, which doesn't no. mean it's not a, a a good idea, but I haven't heard, so uh, we'll keep our ears out for that. I miss Smiley I miss Kai Bowman. Yeah. But tonight, you know, what's to miss about tonight? I mean, the Warriors who played... Uh, putting on a show, 131 to 112. And all, you mentioned Steph Curry. Also, we got word today about Steph Curry's health, and it looks like it's going to be reevaluated on February 29th. And they had a really funny joke about that that we don't have time to go over now. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you throw yeah. shade at also, my February 29th joke? No, you I, know what? I'm going to tell it. If I go, well, see, then people are going to be laughing the rest of the show. They want to hear the rest of what we say because it's so funny. But go ahead. Okay. So because his appointment's on February 29th, if he misses his appointment and has to reschedule, he's going to be out for the next four years. Yeah. And clear. Okay, I think that everyone's, yeah, respect. You have to, at this level, respect the laugh zone. That's what you have to do. Uh, but anyway, he's going to meet with doctors on February 29th, and looks like Steph Curry and the Warriors targeting a return in early to mid-March, perhaps as soon as that March 1st against the Wizards. And he torched them last year for 51. Yeah. Warrior fans have that to look forward to. Uh, look, Steph Curry's not coming back March 1st. Steph what? Curry's coming back like middle of March. There's got March 14th. I yeah, March was 14th was that I had targeted. That's 16 games left at that point. You can play in 12 of them. That'd be perfect. Playing, you know, the, what, 80% of the remaining games, a little load management sprinkled in there, and you can definitely get away with it at that point. Saying, hey, you know, uh, Steph's just coming back. We want to work him back in. Uh, the problem is it's not like a knee injury or something. I mean, he hurt his hand. He can still be physically, he can still be running right now. He can still be working out. Uh, and you're right. I mean, everything that I've seen looks like Steph could probably oh, yeah. play basketball like two weeks ago. Yeah, he could play better than anybody who was wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform here, tonight. Here, uh, Okay, so February 20th against the Rockets. Come in on the break. That appears to be off the board for Steph. February 27th against the Lakers. That would appear to be off the board i got to double-check the schedule, but I believe March 5th against Toronto. I think that's a TNT game. Ooh. Wouldn't it make sense for Steph to come back on a nationally televised night? Well, that's why I picked the 14th. That's in Milwaukee against the Bucks, okay. uh, as you well know. So that is also a nationally televised game. As a matter of fact, it's on ABC on oh, Saturday night. Yeah. Wow. So, so are the Warriors against the uh, Lakers one week from tonight. They'll be back home. The road trip continues with a game Wednesday. Excuse me. Oh. Monday against the Wizards, not Wednesday against the Munders. Munder, the Muzzards? <laughs> yeah. It happens. It and happens. They, they go on and they play the uh, the Nets after that. But tonight, the 131-112 to 112 win. Boy, it looked so easy, didn't it, uh, when they're hitting threes like they did tonight again, 18-35. There's times when, right, Burks lets it fly, and you just know, well, that's going in. Yeah. No, they had it going tonight, and, and bravo. The stat that I love the most about this entire game tonight, Whitey, 39 dimes. Mm -hmm. When the Golden State Warriors were at their zenith, uh, 30 assists was kind of that benchmark. You hit 30 assists, you're not beating this team. I think you know, they win like 90% of the time that they get 30 assists or something uh, absurd like that. But not just 30 tonight, going deep. And everybody had their hands on it. And I think assists are such a telling stat for me because, A, obviously it signifies ball movement. But 
I think it signifies even a little more than that, a willingness to to distribute and to defer and to keep that ball moving. I mean, that's what Steve Kerr's offense is predicated on, making that extra pass. And as long as the assist-to-turnover ratio is is where it needs to be, I mean, that's beautiful. 11 turnovers tonight. Like, that'll yeah, put a smile on Steve Kerr's phenomenal. face every time. We got like a almost a, you know, you got a 4-1 to one assist-to-turnover ratio. That's beautiful. Yeah, a lot of people were wondering after Steph went out, okay, you got D'Lo. Do you have D'Lo run the the Warrior offense, or do you tailor your offense more to D'Angelo Russell because he's and Draymond? Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I got. Yeah. You, I got you. I got no, you. Do you tailor yeah, your sorry. offense yeah, to D'Angelo Russell because yeah. he's your real only real offensive threat? And I think they made a few tweaks, but tonight shows again that the Warriors can run their offense and still uh, operate at high efficiency, even with D'Angelo Russell, who took to, again. Just the 14 shots tonight, 19 points on uh, 14 shots, 6 of 11 beyond the arc. How about Alec Burks tonight? 23 minutes, 15 points, 3 of 5 from the triple line. We don't know how much longer he's going to be here. Well, and if that's how it goes, that's how it goes. I don't think the long-term success of the Golden State Warriors is hinging on Alec Burks' tenure. So if you can get a uh, a second-round pick for him, okay. Uh, The problem is... Any team that's going to be knocking on your door for him is probably going to be a team in contention, which means it'll ultimately, if it's for next year, it'll be a late second-round pick, most likely. Right, but I think that's probably of more use to them right now than than Alec Burks next year, especially, as you mentioned on Warriors Live, you know, he's going to, uh, the year he's having, he's having his, his best year, he's going to be making a lot more money than he's making this year on the veterans' minimum. So. Yeah, and good for him. Yeah, and the Warriors, yeah. they're not going to use their mid-level exception on Alec Burks. I hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're hoping to aim a little higher than that. What do you think of this on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795? Kovac's joke rules? Is lot. that what it says? No, it doesn't. Oh, There's nothing. Nothing about uh, the joke, huh? We've scoured all, all the texts we're <laughs> getting. Check, check Twitter? Nothing. No, nothing. Crickets? All right, thank From you. From the 510, needs to be a four-team playoff for the worst four teams, and the champ gets the first pick. I love it. I love it. You're this just will... going in two opposite directions at once. No, but that's that's great. So you earn the right to be in the tournament because you suck so bad, but it's the bottom four. I love that. Or even do the bottom six, but the lowest two teams get a first-round bye. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you but... want a little more excitement? Absolutely. No, I want the draft to do what it's supposed to do, which is ensure, to the degree that it can, competitive balance. No, that's... So if you have four worst teams and say one of them's just horrible, they're not going to win the first pick. That's a team that needs the first pick. Nah, no, nah, uh-uh. that texter is a genius. Uh, that texter needs to be applauded. Somebody needs to send them some Warriors tickets. Uh, very well done. I would applaud them, but they didn't put their name on it. <sighs> put your name on it. We have this from uh, Bay Sports Fan. In the 415, worst record, no guarantee. If the Warriors can can snab a player like Doncic or Tatum, a top three or five pick, they need to hit with a pick or trade for a top player like the Freak or Cat. Yeah, you, right. got, you definitely want to snab a, a good player. Well, yeah, and if you can go get uh, Giannis, hey, I'm in on that. Why this Giannis stuff? And I explained to you before how that could all work. Oh, oh yeah, refresh my memory, Whitey, how this all works with Giannis and Denacupo. Okay, just a short version. The Bucks come up woefully short in the postseason. Okay. Uh, he says, get then, me out of here. Yeah, well, and then the Bucks go, come to him this summer, say, Giannis, here you go. Here's the, you know, the Supermax. And he says, guys, I just, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, I, I appreciate everything you've done here. I want to go somewhere. I want to win. It's two years in a row. We've fallen flat in the postseason. I don't think it's happening here, so you might as well trade me. That's how that happens. I'm not saying 
That's likely. Oh, uh, but I don't think it's a, a stretch to imagine that that could happen. If it does, the Warriors want to be in position to take advantage of it, but so do a lot of other teams. That's what I was going to say. I could see that first part of your plan potentially happening where Giannis says, trade me, I'm not resigning with you. That's entirely plausible. The second half of that, that trade somehow is consummated with the Golden State Warriors. I'm not sure how that works. First pick, D'Lo, maybe Draymond Green. You have the makings of an attractive package, do we not, in theory? Probably more than most teams could come up with. I will give you that, All right, Gleason. I will give you that. I think it's probably more likely that the Bucs do win it all and he ends up staying there. Could you imagine? Wait, Kawhi won it all at Toronto and said deuces. Right. I mean, it's just because LeBron won a title with Cleveland and ended up leaving two years later, so won title with the Heat and left. So that's not just because you win a title. Sometimes it can work in the opposite way, which is, hey – I helped you out. Look what I did for Milwaukee. I got you that title. I'll be beloved here forever. Guys, I got to go sow my hoop oats, and I want to go do it somewhere else. Sow my hoop oats. Right. And snab a player. I'm (laughs) learning a lot tonight. Do we have some Steve Kerr coming up here, Alex? Yeah, we're going to hear from the coach of the Warriors. He's got to be thrilled after the big win over the Cavs. Steve Kerr's comments are coming up next on Warriors Wrap Up 95-7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. 131-112 Warriors over the Cavaliers tonight. Whitey Gleason, Ryan Covey. Nice little hors d'oeuvre to the Super Bowl tomorrow, right? You want to get your rest tonight. Just a friendly reminder, you're not sleeping well. Last thing you want to do is load up on caffeine at a late hour. You want to make sure that you (laughs) get your rest. How dare you? Whitey, the shot's fired for me drinking a Coke Zero right now. This is so unnecessary. Coke Zero's a fine product. It's just all day. Uh, you know, and you, you and I have been around all day today. No one cares. But I got here at 11 o'clock you. today. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm so tired. So it's nighttime. So I'm so tired. I'm going to have more caffeine, which means you won't sleep. Which means tomorrow, guess what? When it's the Super Bowl, and I know you're on the air late tomorrow night, you're going to be tired. Whitey, first of all, I'm going to sleep in. Okay. And then I'm going to get up at about 11, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Be up for about an hour, take Nuck for a little stroll, spend some time with my beautiful fiance. Wonderful. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a nap. Okay. About two more hours. Then I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to a Super Bowl party. All right. And then go to work. I'm going to probably head on into work like a good go boy. To work. Yeah. And then I'll go home and go to sleep. It's going to work out great. Uh, we've got some comments from Steve Kerr. Also, some comments from Draymond Green. Draymond is actually he took the Chiefs. He took the Chiefs? What? How dare he? All right. That sounds like a very Draymond-y thing to do, though. First The Bay Ziggs, Draymond Mm -hmm. Zags. You're so different. Chilton Autobody text line from the 510. Golden State Warriors will be fully loaded and be contending for an NBA title next season. Uh, Also from the 415, my guy Eric Paschal has taken over the rookie sophomore game, which is now called the Rising Stars Challenge. Tell me why, and I know they've done this before. you got Doncic and Trey Young, and they're in the Rising Stars game, and they're in the All-Star game. Yeah, that's so silly. Yeah, Yeah, that's very silly. Anyway, big win for the Warriors tonight. Steve Kerr has to be happy, right? Let's find out. Head coach comments post-game. Steve Kerr. Hey, coach. Felt good. Guys played great. Uh, Really turned it on in the... uh, defensively strung a bunch of stops together and gained some confidence and uh, just kind of took off so we needed it your best performance since this season in a while yeah i mean we we did uh, did some really good things 
at both ends. You know, I thought the uh, end of the second quarter was a really big point in the game. We were down seven or eight or something, and I think we scored like the last ten points of the quarter in a flurry, and uh, that seemed to carry over to the third. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, we did a lot of really good things. Draymond, in particular, was obviously really good. I mean, is this? Do you think it's something about this arena, this crowd booing him pregame? Like he seemed up for this. I saw game. him when they booed him pregame. I saw him smiling as he ran out during player introductions. He loves being the villain, so I think sometimes uh, that's what it takes to get him going. You know, he needs to be engaged, and uh, I think this this building brought back a lot of memories. Uh, Tristan Thompson and I were talking about it a little bit. Um, just how many, how many incredible nights there were here uh, over the past few years, and I think Draymond fed off some of that, uh, some of those memories and the booze that he heard, and uh, he played a great game. Sixteen assists. I mean, is this as old Draymond kind of facilitating as you've seen? Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I knew he had a lot. I didn't realize he had sixteen, uh, but. Uh, he, uh, you know, when he's when he's playing like that, he's pushing the ball in transition. It puts a lot of pressure on the defense, especially you know as a four man. Um, people get cross matched when uh, when Draymond pushes the ball like that. People are used to opposing point guards pushing the ball, but when the opposing four man pushes it, it um, it changes the equation defensively. You got shooters flying around on the wings and big men trying to pick up uh, the ball handlers and. Uh, cross matches all over the place, so he, he sets a really good tone for us when he when he plays with that kind of pace. Good, good defense turns with the offense, especially in the third and fourth quarter for you guys, especially the ball moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Transition stuff was good. Uh, playing off of uh, playing off of their misses and getting out and running, and then for the most part taking good care of the ball. I, I don't know how many turnovers we finished with, but it wasn't uh, wasn't too many, and uh, ball was really moving out there. Going back to Draymond, do you feel like fans in this building love to cast him as a villain? Do you think he gets some extra satisfaction? For, for sure. Big for numbers. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he loves being the villain. And uh, you could see it before the game started, player introductions. He's he's getting booed out there. He's got a base, and he's uh, he's relishing every moment of it. What's impressed you most with Darius Garland and his rookie campaign so far? Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of Cleveland until you know the, today and yesterday, just preparing for the game. But uh, he's got a lot of speed, shoots the ball well from the perimeter. Very talented uh, young player, but uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. Did that look better to you this comeback time around than yeah. maybe the last time? Yeah, he looked much better this time around. I thought his run in the uh, first half was excellent, and uh, you know he seemed to be the old loon, you know, just with a nose for the ball, right place, right time. Um, always, um, you know, with a good feel defensively, and um, I thought he looked a lot better. So Steve Kerr pointing out that while we're all focused on the Warriors' offensive numbers tonight, Steve Kerr says the Warriors did some great things at both ends, got some stops, and he suggests the Warriors' defense actually spilled over into the offensive end, and they were able to wipe up the Cavaliers tonight, 131 to 112. Whitey, two things will always make Steve Kerr happy. Assists and defense. Yeah. Right? Moving the ball, playing D, protecting the basketball. He says we got some stops, good some uh, did some good things at both ends. Yeah, a lot was... of really good things yeah. because yeah, defense that was a foundation 
for all the Warriors' success. Well, and, and when they were at the peak of their powers, Whitey, the scoring, that's that's just going to happen when you have that many elite players. He, he'd never he, – because but he would – Keep it consistent across the board. When they would have a bad shooting night, there was never any concern. And when they have a good shooting night, yeah, we were, we were feeling pretty good. Night. It was always because he knew what separates the Golden State Warriors when they're at their best, their ability to defend as a group. And that's why there's three uh, championship banners hanging at Oracle. Also, some interesting comments on Kevon Looney. Coach says he looked better than he did last time he came back. Well, so they gave him some crossed. more time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He needed the time. I mean, last time he came, why did he just, you know, when he, when he tried to play before, he just didn't look right. And I think anybody could see that. And Kevon Looney at his best, you know, he, he's not, uh, you know, some f- athletic specimen that's just going to blow you away. He's a guy that's that's really smart and cerebral and knows and his limitations. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's Kevon at his best. So if he doesn't have that extra step, like he's not going to be like effective at all. We're going to hear from Draymond Green, and we've got Call of the Game still to come here on Warriors Wrap-Up, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Why do you know sings a song? I don't think anybody sings the song. It's an instrumental. The actual song oh, that this it, instrumental is from, no, do you know? No, tell me, please. You don't know this? No. That's why when you asked me who sing, uh, sings this, I said I didn't know. Guy spends as much time on 80 West as you do. You don't know this? No, I don't. <laughs> don't still don't, Ryan. Still don't. Still buddy. don't. Yeah. yeah. I won't tell. I'm 831 and I still don't know. I'm not telling you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you. E40? No, but they're from the V-Town. Okay. Yeah. In All too right. deep. So am I, you know. Yeah. Back to the hotel. Whitey Gleason and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap up. I thought we are having such a wonderful night. The Warriors with the big win, 131-112. to 112. And we've got uh, the Super Bowl coming up tomorrow, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. What? And then, you know, on the text line, people start taking shots from the 954. Whitey is softer than Kevin Love. I'm not reading that. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't put that on no, in the I'm air. not going to read yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't dignify that. I don't know where that's coming from or why that's actually what's on the text line. Because, you know, it is true that I Ryan started wiping up uh, the studio, the Lysol. It's uh, disgusting in here. And I, it's choking me. Maybe, maybe I'm soft like Kevin Love because the Lysol fumes are choking me. The, I don't know. I, I had to clean this studio. I came in the other night. I had to sanitize this entire studio. It was disgusting in here. Yeah. Like, we can do Thanks better, 95.7 family. We can do better. What did we ever do with Ray Rado's Blue Cross card? Do you uh, know, did someone turn that into him? Did yeah, we... he was here yesterday. So okay, I think he good. Got it back. So he got it back. I hope he didn't, though. Okay. Uh, Draymond Green was back tonight for the Warriors with eight points and one, six, six, 16 assists to yeah, tie one, two, a career three, high. The four, and it was 16. 16. Yeah, and he enjoyed being booed in Cleveland just like I enjoy the comments from the Wolverines on the text line. You know, it's funny. Draymond going back to Cleveland, it, it's like you got to – I appreciate the effort, Cleveland fans. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah Draymond's here. Oh, yeah, we oh, remember we hate him. It's like, nice try, guys. Giving right. it the old college try tonight. Kind of sad at this point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a hollow. Draymond Green after the Warriors defeated the Cavs 131 to 112. I think momentum in the basketball game is definitely real. You know, you start talking, basketball is a game of runs, you know. So to take that momentum into halftime the way we did, uh, you, know, you just you feel good about yourself. And you know what it takes at that point. And so you just try to come out in the second half and duplicate 
that exact effort, and I think we were able to do it, maybe exceed it a little bit. Steve said he saw you smiling in pregame when they booed you, uh, and he thought maybe that's the type of thing that will get you going for a game like this. I mean, from your perspective, did that get you going? Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, to come back here and they still boo me, it's like, man, it's, you know, that, that little chapter's over, but uh, when they boo me, it, you know, it just kind of take you back, you know, and kind of put you back in that mindset and that feeling um, that you had coming in here when those boos were really warranted. And um, so, yeah, that was that was good. That was exciting. You, you had 16 assists. You might have had your best game of the season. I mean, is, was that a coincidence, or do you actually maybe tie some of that, you know, them booing you, you getting up? Oh, I definitely tie a little bit to it. Um, but also, you know, I think these last few games I've just been feeling good and, you know, start, starting to find a rhythm. Um you know, we're finally at this point now starting to get more continuity and, you know, getting more used to playing with guys. So just trying to continue to build on, you know, the efforts that I've been putting out there these last few games. It's one thing to get a win, but another thing to get a win like that with all the ball movement and the three-pointers and assists. I mean, does it feel like you're breaking through or figuring something out? Uh, I think we're definitely figuring something out. We're, we're, we're getting better. Um, and, you know, that's what it's all about, trying to get better each and every time we step on the floor. Obviously, we understand the situation and, you know, the position that we're in, but... You know, you got to start somewhere and start to build up on that. And I think it's, you know, it's a great time for that. What do you think of the lob threats you have on this team, the guys on the other end of your, your dimes? I love it. Um, you know, having a lob threat has always been something that I cherish. You know, so having these young guys who can really get up there and, you know, they're begging for lobs. So it's like a match made in heaven for me because I love someone who's begging for a lob because I like to throw them. Franchise record, 10 threes in that third quarter. Done, obviously. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. That's like a slap in the face, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Done without a... How many points Clay scored in quarter 37? Seven. How many threes he had? Yeah, nine. He was nine for nine. And, and, and no one else hit a three? We, That's nuts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that don't make sense. Do There's like a lot of things in this world that does not make yeah. sense. That's one of them. Do you like that? I mean, you're going to go back in the locker room and say something to Steph? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can definitely play with that one a little bit. That's uh, who needs the splash, brother. No one needs them. <laughs> yeah, Steph, who Clay, hey, who never heard of him? Right, right. On the Chilton Autobody text line, someone suggests the Warriors not watchable from the seven oh seven. They were certainly watchable tonight. Yeah, and five straight trips to the NBA Finals. Like, what do you want? God. It's maddening. Yeah, I know that you and I were on the air this week. Uh, Monday, I had the pleasure of being on with with you on the butcher shop. We were talking a lot about Kobe, and I think it was that night we were talking a lot about what Draymond had to say about Kobe, and it's remarkable of all the comments we've heard so far and um, the memories of Kobe. One of the most remarkable to me was Draymond saying 2016, after they lost the finals to the Cavs, and Draymond felt that, you know, since he had been suspended for the game and Cavs turned the whole thing around. Draymond said he felt like the world was against him. And uh, Kobe he, he, Kobe reached out to him and told him, don't worry about it. People are not going to understand because you've got the things you're trying to do. Most people don't try to accomplish. So how can you expect them to understand you? It's so true, too. Uh, I mean, it's part of the deal, right, when you're playing professional sports and, and you're a high-profile player on a high-profile team. Uh, high-profile team. That kind of scrutiny comes along with it. And these guys are well compensated. It sometimes doesn't make it any easier, though, because we are human at the end of the day. And you, you know, we see it with KD, right, over the years where you could tell the stuff really, truly bothered him. And, you know, for Draymond, 
he knew he screwed up, and he knew it wasn't the direct correlation to them losing in the NBA Finals, but sure as hell didn't help. And uh, and obviously, you know, he had to wear that, and that's something that he's going to have to carry around with him for the rest of his career. So uh, it, it takes a fellow professional to understand the plight of a professional. I mean, you or I could like, hey, keep your head up, Draymond, but we don't know. We can't relate to Draymond. We don't right. know what he's going through. Right. But – Kobe could mm-hmm. because to be on that level to face that type of scrutiny, uh, it's you know there's yeah poor those guys right boy those multimillionaires can't catch a break right but on some level there's the human aspect of it and hey man I I, I got feelings too right that is remarkable that this team this Warriors team this team tying a franchise record for most threes in a quarter that's awesome that is incredible uh, how about this Whitey uh, you know I, you talked about it a little bit at the top but. It was 59-52 Cavs with 235 left in the second quarter. And you know that young Cavs team at that point, right. it could have got pretty yeah. good about themselves. Totally. They could go on a little run before the half, push that thing up to like 15. Though we're feeling pretty good. Of course, Warriors close out on that 9-0 run. Over, from 235 left in the second quarter to 745 remaining in the third. So, you know what, that like six minutes of, uh, of six and a half, seven minutes of total basketball time, they outscored the Cavs 28-4. to and then all of a sudden, a 59-52 deficit was an 80-63 to lead. Not too shabby. It's That's like, like yeah. OG Splash Brothers, you know, Dub Nation, you know, strength in numbers type run. That's like Paul George said in the old Gatorade commercial, ball game. He's Ryan Covey. I'm Waddy Gleason. <laughs> it is time for the call of the game. I love this. It's time for the call of the game. Fires a three blocked by Draymond and running it down will be Burks. Burks finding Robinson fakes, penetrates out to Burks over to Spellman. Open three left side, that's money. Cold hard cash for Amari Spellman. And with 74 seconds left in the third, the Golden State Warriors lead by 23. Cold hard cash from Amari Spellman, that's the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. The best deal in wireless. So listen around 9.30 Monday morning. Boy, it could be a crazy morning, huh? Monday could be crazy around here. Am I working that night? I haven't even checked the schedule. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. If you can correctly identify the call of the game, you win. What is it now? Is it uh, $758,000? I don't think that's right. $100. Oh, it's $100. Schroeder's Restaurant. And if the chosen caller doesn't get it right. Uh, fifty dollars will carry over to the next day after the game. So then we'd be talking about a hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! Yeah, oh, yeah, you just yeah. the fifty would roll over and then you compound. Fifty has already become hundred. Interest carry it the could two. Become 150, but Got I'm it. very confident, given the quality of the people listening now, and I can tell based on the text that I'm receiving, I have no doubt that we're going to get a winner come uh, Monday morning on Joe Lowe and Dibs, and what a Monday morning that could be. You know, some are suggesting that, uh, and I'm talking about football, real football people, that the Chiefs uh, could po- cause a lot of problems for the 49ers because of the specific reason. Patrick Mahomes is, is warrior-like. Here's a quote, and this is from um, an NFL coach, anonymous coach or coordinator. Oh, put your Mike name Sando. on it, man, just like he the didn't. text line. I know, I know. Don't put your name on it, it doesn't matter. Quote, if I'm in Kyle's shoes, I'm not panicking. If we're down 14, I'm probably not thinking about going one-dimensional until eight minutes are left in the fourth quarter because you just 
No, it's going to be hard to stop Kansas City on back-to-back series. You might go on a little run, and usually it's early with those guys. But once Kansas City gets going, they are hard to stop. I never feel like they're struggling. I feel like they have spurts. They're like the Golden State Warriors. They are cold, and then all of a sudden they start hitting threes, and now you are bleeped. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, sure. It's like any you know team that's pretty damn good or you know is explosive. Yeah, the Warriors are like that. There's been plenty of teams like that down the years. But at when the Warriors were were humming, and we hope that they get back there, Whitey. Uh, but when they were humming, they could put it on you an avalanche of points. And I mean, ask the Houston Texans. Uh, about Pat Mahomes right. flipping the switch. Or about when the, they scored, what, four touchdowns in the second quarter against the Elkin Raiders at the Coliseum earlier this year? Mm-hmm. That's the Chiefs. That's a, a quick strike offense. But I'll tell you this much, what the 49ers are bringing to the table defensively, Pat Mahomes ain't seen nothing like that yet, baby. Yeah, we saw a little bit of that from the Warriors tonight, but it's sure going to be nice when Steph comes back. Ryan Covey, thanks so much for uh, joining us Why, tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for uh, being halved. And I love uh, you. Ryan Covey and uh, uh, Alex, what's Alex's last name? Scott. Alex Scott. Yeah, Alex Scott. Thanks Ryan for being Bowser. with us. Uh, final score, Warriors 131, Cleveland 112, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.